0: Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time. Even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It's a Wednesday, middle of the week, the greatest day of the entire week, which means we are moving right along. We are Carpe Deanism's... I think, how you say it, (laughs) all over the place. Welcome into the program. Boy, we have a lot to talk about, as usual, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen. We love you to death, your millennial general reporting for duty as we do every day, the real day, the real us. I'm really here physically. Sitting in a radio studio, doing this as we speak. This is not some alternate reality. This is not some virtual reality. I know it's starting to become more of a popular thing if you have your virtual reality headsets and more of them apparently coming on the market. But this is real, man. The real life, or is it real? Not to break your brain too terribly much, but is this really the Matrix? And we have to break out of this reality to see the real reality, which is beyond this Matrix, because maybe we're in a virtual reality headset right now. And we don't even know it because we've been in it for so long we've forgotten. Ooh, see, (laughs) the mind bending thoughts of the day. Some would question whether I live in Colorado right now, but by golly, we do not, so everything's all clean and ready to go for the day. Welcome to the show. Joe Wolverton, he is on the program, bottom of the hour. He's an attorney. He's an author. He's a commentator. We're going to talk about the deep state of federal government, the establishment, what they're doing, and the false flags of the government what has the government done to distract us or to lead us astray or down a certain path for them to gain control and what are they planning on doing moving forward into the future as well we'll have some conversations with him about that in just a little bit i'm not I'm not joking about the whole virtual reality thing by the way apple is now launching their own vr headset as you know the big one is from meta or from facebook and the oculus and i will admit i have one of those at home uh, they are Some of it's neat. I played some games on there. I've had a few games. I don't play it a whole lot, and I honestly don't play it as much as I would have liked to or thought I would have when I purchased it originally. It's neat. Little Voice and Reason enjoy some games on there, but after a while, I can't. The problem is half the games that I want to play on there are very difficult because when I play it, you have to walk around and do stuff. And when I walk around, I feel very ill. It just it I just I get nauseous. I get almost like motion sickness because it's not me walking, it's the virtual reality thing walking, and the graphics are fine for the most part. I just get ill and I get a stomach ache and I feel really sick and my head starts. I just I can't do it. So there's limited games that I can actually play on the thing that I really enjoy, and there's a couple fun ones, and then I just don't have time to play them anyways. So Virtual reality apparently though coming a big thing and now Apple is set to launch their first virtual reality phone at the upcoming conference that they're set to attend the CEO of Apple says that they're going to be uh, announcing it at the annual developers conference the WWDC in June 5th with their new virtual headsets now the reason i bring this up i find it one kind of interesting just because the way technology is going and how much i despise technology personally could i have been born a thousand years ago to where we just lived in like sand huts i would have been much more happy than this all craziness that's going on in today's world but as technology is growing and expanding it's more convenient for us which is cool and that's how they play it off to the consumers it's also really really dangerous and it's kind of weird You know that when Elon Musk, who's like the head of technology right now, SpaceX and the Tweety and the Neuralink and everything, I mean, he's literally working to try and put brain chips into your brain, like electronic chips into your brain, and he's now coming out warning that we should maybe put a pause on artificial intelligence because it's advancing so quickly and so few individuals understand it or are working on this that we should probably put it on hold. According to One America's News Network, uh, he's been advocating along with some of the other top executives in the technology industry over the last uh, week or so, have been advocating for uh, companies to pause development of artificial intelligence to create some safety protocol, to understand it just a little bit more, and then to make sure that we're not creating a Terminator-like scenario, which uh, apparently it just proves that Hollywood knew what they were talking about way before their time. (laughs) Because if Elon Musk is advocating for that then maybe we should listen as more than a 1,000 individuals, including Elon Musk, signed the letter calling for AI developers to, quote, immediately pause for at least six months the training of AI systems more powerful than GPT-4, which GPT-4 I don't know much about, although I do know that it goes in sync with, like, the chat GPT. And if you don't know what that is, you can download certain chat things on your phone that can literally create conversations for you. There's a uh, new South Park episode that came out uh, poking fun at that one to where the the, the boys were texting their girlfriends and they weren't texting a whole lot. So they started using chat GPD and they the girl would text and then they would put that into the chat uh, app and then it would create a lovely romantic response and they would send that. So it wasn't them writing it. It was the A.I. That was writing it. That's the level that we're at today. They can have it write essays. So if you're a parent, watch your children because your children may not be writing essays themselves any longer, but using chat GPT. That's a cause for concern. And this AI is going to continue to grow to at what extent? Now, again, I'm not anti technology. I understand that's the direction we're going to go, but kind of an interesting conversation. And apparently it doesn't really matter because we're going to be all immortal in the next eight years. According to another tech engineer from Google. Who has apparently predicted the future with an 86% accuracy rate says that we will become humans will achieve immortality in the next eight years. Whoa. I know, kind of an interesting take there. So uh, I guess it's not going to matter because even if Terminator does happen, we're going to have immortality and then it will be the ongoing ever indefinite battle between AI and the machines and the human beings that are now immortal that we're probably like uploading our consciousness or at least our memories. I don't think you can upload consciousness into a AI, but you can upload your memories for people to be like, oh, it's the same person when it's really not. So interesting conversation for sure. The reason I bring all this up is because it kind of sets up the conversation for the day in our What's Trending story of the day.
1: (laughs) What's trending today?
0: I can just see the wheels turning from some listeners like, Andy, what the hell are you talking about? What are you doing today? You're not making any sense. It's all right. The AI, the technology, the new drones that we have, the new AI robots where you see the videos of like the robot that's holding the gun that's going through the gun range as they're hitting it with logs and kicking it down and it's still shooting with accuracy. Kind of a creepy, weird scenario, but is that the way our military is going? And if it is, is that a cause for concern or a potential threat to not just the United States, but humanity in general? Because right now we're training AI to do the bidding for us, while we have an extremely woke military doing some really stupid stuff right now that can't get anybody to actually sign up to be part of the military. Now, probably a lot of that is due to the report that we've mentioned the last couple of days of the military Aged individuals between 17 to 24 years old having an 80% rate of ineligibility to sign up for the military due to mental health issues, due to obesity, and due to drugs or alcohol abuse from 17 to 24 years old. Those are the cause for concern. Then the military responds and says, Well, we're going to lower the standards, like usual, <laughs> lower the standards for you to be eligible for the military. Then you at least have to get them to be enticed to want to join the military. It's a crazy world out there. But the woke military is probably one reason why some don't want to go. We have a head general, General Milley, and we had the secretary of the Department of Defense, Lloyd Austin III, who have been testifying before Congress, talking about what's going on in the military. And just recently, Matt Gates, congressman, as you know, one of the held up uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy's votes, and who still refused to vote for him at the end of it, was on one of the committees test uh, questioning these two individuals, especially uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin III, asking him about things that are going on in the military and why we have such a focus on a diversity, equity, and inclusion Department of Defense.
2: Going from the deeply serious things that we're not doing, reengaging these 8,000 folks, to the deeply unserious things that we are doing. Go ahead and put up the first slide. I I guess my question is, how much taxpayer money should go to fund drag queen story hours on military
0: bases? You know, drag, drag queen story hours is not something that uh, the department funds.
2: Wait a second. That's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base. That one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia. That's a drag queen story hour for children. Then also at uh, Maelstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. At the Joint Base Langley-Eustis, you put on a drag... St- Queen Story Hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Summer Festival and at Nellis Air Force Base you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things Mr. Secretary?
0: Listen uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds
2: so. but wait, why, why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. Why are they
0: happening? And? I will say again yeah. This is not something that we support or fund. <laughs> uh, again that's Secretary of the Department of Defense Lloyd Austin III as he, no we're not funding uh, drag queen story time for children on military bases. I I correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this concept here. We have AI that's taking over our military or potentially going to be taking over our military instead of having individuals with a conscience and understanding of what's going on in the scenario be able to fight our fights and be able to defend our nation. And we have a woke military that is funding drag queen story times for children on military bases. And again, if it was just happening you know, there and people are just gathering to do it themselves is one thing, but having the DOD insignia on there – from the Department of Diversity and Equity and Inclusion from the Department of Defense? Why do we even have a Department of Equity and Diversity and Inclusion from the Department of Defense when our literal mission for the military and for the Department of Defense is make sure the nation is safe and teach people how to kill bad guys? Like, I don't know what else there needs to be there. We need to train them to be killing machines. They need to be the Rambos of the world. We do not need to worry about equity or diversity or inclusion in the military. Anybody's welcome to join if you want to join as long as you meet the certain standards that we have for you to be fit and be able-minded and be able to think on your feet and be physically active to go and stop the bad guy from causing harm. Period. End of story. And we're going to teach you some really cool ways to do it. I can kill a man with my pinky. Like that, (laughs) that's the mentality they have to have. But instead, we're worried about equity and diversity and inclusion for the military. And this pompous guy, the Secretary Lloyd Austin III, that I have no clue whether he's even seen action or not as the head of the Department of Defense, is completely denying it. Even though it's happened all over the campuses and all over the country, we don't fund them. Really? Because we just showed you. Well, we don't fund them. I like Democrats that just stick to their story no matter what, man. No matter what, they refuse to change their minds. They refuse to actually acknowledge the real world. They put their blinders on and they just continue on with their own mentality of the reality they've created for themselves—that alternate reality, their virtual reality that they've created for themselves because they can't handle the truth of real reality. Let's listen to another one here, shall we? Because outside of that, we also have some wokeism coming out of the DoD as well through a number of tweets that were called out as well.
2: So, I guess why does the uh, look at it, I, well? Why is that person you're not so gonna an argument for me? That's terrible. It's wrong. She shouldn't be doing that. Period. Should she be fired? I don't. That's a DOD employee, not U.S. military uniform. Do okay. I, Should they be I, fired, would, would Secretary Austin? Austin?
0: Uh, again, as you heard in your uh, subcommittee here, uh, this this incident was investigated and uh, and And they're still employed still employed we'll read the tweet when we come back here in just a minute as well but that was general millis and uh or general milley and the secretary for the dod both of them like uh one's like yeah that's wrong i can't fire him because they're part of the dod not uniform military secretary well they've invested that's been investigated we've looked at it we've looked at it using air quotes they're still employed though well yeah We like racism, and we like division of equity and diversity and inclusion in the military.
1: This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom
0: every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. What's up? Welcome in. Happy middle of the week to you. So we have a woke military, which is just insanity. I don't I don't know when and maybe it's been going on for a while. I don't know. I did not join the military. I respect the hell out of everybody that does and the fact that you have to deal with this schmuck that's actually the head of you know, the military right now with our president of the United States, our secretary of the Department of Defense. The main goal of that entire operation, which, by the way, should not be under discretionary funding because that's just stupid. That should be under the mandatory funding because it's actually a duty of the federal government. But when did it actually get woke? When did the military turn woke like this and start becoming the social experiment to start experimenting with just the the, the wokeness? When did it turn from the we're going to train you to be a massive killing machine? meaning an actual human not an actual ai machine but an actual killing machine like a rambo styled guy to you know what we need to create diversity inclusion equity in the military so we feel good about ourselves i don't know if you saw or not there was a campaign ad i want to say about six months ago eight months ago and it was all over social media of a russian military ad Showing the bruteness of the military soldiers, all the hell they were going through, all the training boot camp stuff that they were doing, the struggle, the pain, the crying, the running, the exhaustion, the, you know, screaming, the buffed out dude that's in the weight room just going crazy. And they were showing how strong their military was. And then they would show us where we had, you know, ones that were trying to encourage LGBTQ members for joining the military. And they were mocking us. That's what the military, that's what the ad was doing. It was mocking us. A Russian military propaganda piece was mocking our U.S. military, which is pathetic. Now, it didn't age well because you can see how strong the, the uh, Russian military is, unable to take over the country of Ukraine, probably with the billions of dollars from US, uh, U.S. dollars that we've sent over there to, you know, fight them off and hold them off. But nonetheless, it didn't age well, but the message was still out there laughing, the world laughing at how the U.S. military is handling issues. Now, I'm not saying all the military is like that by any way she performed. There are some amazing men and women in military uniform right now that are defending our nation. That's not what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is that it has been politicized to the nth degree through, again, the bureaucratic agencies and departments where a Department of Defense isn't focused on securing the nation through training military, getting more recruits into the military, making sure our country's safe. But what they are doing are they're trying to work on the wokeness that's in the in the country and force it into our military to make it weak because we're not focused on priorities. Regardless of someone's LGBTQ, I don't care. Welcome to the party if you want to serve your nation. That's not the point. The point is we're not focused on the priorities that we're supposed to be. There was a book that was released from a Department of Defense uh, individual, high up ranking, whatever, in the DOD called What is White Privilege? There were tweets out there going after, quote-unquote, white-privileged individuals or, quote-unquote, racists, claiming anyone is racist, or really, if they're Republicans. Can
2: I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look and, and find out what actually is going on there. Because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't read those news stories. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd like to take a look at those because I don't agree with those. Well, they're I think, now in I think the official record. shouldn't be happening. Period. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that admission.
0: That was General Milley not even having a clue what's going on. Which leads to another conversation. How much is the communication going on between the actual military and Department of Defense on what the priorities are? Because it seems like there's a bit of a division between the bureaucrats and the DOD and the military trying to run military operations. And there's a disconnect on what their priorities have been and the lack of communication between the two. And you all know how things turn out when there's a lack of communication on two sides of an aisle. And that's sad. So generally, I didn't even know about this stuff. I didn't know about the book. From a guy or an individual who's working in the DOD, there's a tweet out there. We have drag queen shows going on for children at our our bunkers and our military bases. I didn't know this stuff was going on. Could I see some of this stuff? I need to look into it a little bit. Secretary Austin, we're not doing it. Period. End of story. Just complete denial. Pulling the Hillary Clinton on us. The crazy world that we live in, which is maybe a good reason why we're starting to rely more on AI handling our military. Because right now, the leaders of our uh, human military aren't quite up to par where they need to be. All right, Joe Wolverton, he'll be joining us right around the corner. We'll talk about some false flags from the government, the deep state. What are they focusing on, and how are they distracting us from some of the serious issues of the day? We'll do that when we come back here. Stay it's here on the voice, the voice of Reason.
2: The Voice of Reason with Andy
1: Hoosier. Reason meets
0: radio. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Done right, it is. Welcome back in on the home stretch here. Boy, the show goes by so fast, man. We need so much more time. We could dive into these issues so much more, but we have limited time, so we'll do the best that we possibly can. Welcome in radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. On all of our great radio stations all over the place, more coming on here as well. Real quick, there's the headline about the banks failing. Breitbart News, major banking crisis continues to loom as nearly 200 more banks could potentially collapse. Now, so funny, man. Isn't that what we called? Didn't we not call that... In some way, shape, as soon as the first one failed, like, oh, we're going to bail these guys out. Obviously, the Silicon Valley Bank needs to be bailed out because they're the important ones. They're all the tech industry investors and government and woke stuff that they do. And we need to bail those guys out. We need to increase the FDIC insurance with the amount of money that was in an account. The small guys, to hell with you. You can go ahead and close because it allows us to centralize the banking system even more so at the federal level. Real quickly, as I, I don't like to do I told you so segments, but yesterday we were talking about the shooting that happened in... Uh, Nashville and I had made the claim that it's the conversation on this issue was going to steer away from the gun issue eventually didn't know it was going to take this short amount of time but eventually it was going to steer itself away from the gun issue and focus on the transgender issue issue from the left side of the aisle as the headline for the new york post uh, someone tagged me in this one appreciate uh for you tagging me on this shooter audrey hale's parents couldn't accept their daughter's trans identity there it is we, we knew it, it was going to happen at some point the reason why the reason why There are shootings from transgender individuals, especially with one like this, where it was at a private Christian school that she had attended as a child, was because she's a victim, she was bullied, it was all the right-wing Christian bigoted faults, and therefore it's justified for the actions. They don't like the guns. Got to take away the guns, but it's justified because she was bullied, she was abused, she was isolated, and now she wasn't even accepted by her own parents. And therefore, the abuse of the LGBTQ and trans community is justifiable on why they're reacting and causing mass shootings across the nation. So we shouldn't be punishing or focusing on why, because we already know why because there's a whole bunch of hateful bigoted individuals that are allowed that that's creating these monsters in society. That's the narrative and it's already starting. I just didn't think it would happen this soon. Good golly. Let's get into our, what's trending, what do you say? What's trending today? I'll shift gears slightly, but still kind of on the same flavor as well. What is the government doing to keep you distracted from some of the real issues going on in the world or in the country right now? Are there things that uh, are happening That allow them to be like, oh, no, totally didn't see that happening. Here's the solution. We already got it prepared for you. And by the way, that solution includes more government control to where we can centralize more power with us, which we see almost on a daily basis. What's going on and how are they deceiving the general public to talk about this and a heck of a lot more? Really excited to have on the program. He's an attorney, author, conservative commentator and contributor to The New American. Uh, Excited to have on here Mr. Joe Wolverton. Joe, how are you, my friend? good how are you doing hey living the dream i it's it's sad because i we're in an age right now where i don't think there's a vast number of individuals across the nation that i don't think trust a word coming out of the federal government in any way shape or form and that's kind of scary and sad all at the same time isn't it
1: yeah i think those people should apply for mensa because i think they're geniuses i don't think there's any you know it's one of those What's that Ronald Reagan was famous for? Trust but verify. Uh, if you you know set the default as you trust the government, then you obviously didn't pay attention in history class because there is really no reason, no you know every time you try to verify something the government says, you find out that not only is that thing not true, but it's probably the opposite of the truth, and they've created both sides of the argument in order to confuse you and in order to put you in a position where you're begging for it. For salvation, you know, and they're just, you know, they're just like you said, you know, they're they're ready to offer the solution to the problem they created.
0: The biggest uh, example I can think of right off the top of my head would be like Obamacare, where they were saying the healthcare industry is failing. It's a disaster. We need to fix it. And the disaster, by the way, was created by them regulating the pharmaceutical industry, regulating already the insurance industry to where the prices were getting higher. They were getting more expensive. And the more control and oversight they were having on the issues, the worse it was getting. And then they said, oh, there's an issue here. Look at the disaster of our health care. We need more government to solve it. We just need to consume a sixth of the entire U.S. economy. And then voila, look what happened. Now they control over a sixth of the entire U.S. economy. I mean, that is the healthcare industry and it's worse than it's ever been before
1: yeah I mean they created that issue it's regulation in any form is is contrary to the free market and so you know it's like a I don't know if you know my friend Walter block the economist he's like uh, if it's not nailed down privatize it if it's nailed down privatize it and that's that's the best way to get to a a true free market I I was just talking to someone the other day because they were having some health issues and talk, tell me about their medical bills. And I I told them, you know, so much of that would, would not be the case if we didn't allow nanny government to stand between us and what's good for us. You know, yeah. if we didn't allow that regulation on such a hyper level when it comes to medical care, that we wouldn't see that sort of thing. And, you know, doctors wouldn't, you know, when you get your bill and you see if you pay cash, it's $9,000. And if you pay through insurance, it's $30,000 as well. That right there tells you all you need to know about the federal government's role in the uh, cost of healthcare in America.
0: It is concerning. What kind of false flags are we seeing right now? Is the banking failures the whole Silicon Valley Bank and all these banks that are failing? Is this another one of these false flags to allow them co- to consume more of the banking uh, industry right now?
1: I think it's one of those things. It's like very Keynesian in the sense that you know in Keynesian economics you want to give you know you you print money and you you. Get the government deeper in debt so that you can appear to be prosperous. And if you appear prosperous, then the people will assume we really are prosperous. And then the economy really will grow, uh, which is, you know, nonsensical. And I think I don't think the banking issue is a very false flag, but they, you know, the government never let there be a tragedy that wasn't a pretext for tyranny. You know, it's like that's the most historical that's, you know, you know, tyrant, tyranny for dummies, chapter one, is, you know, never let a tragedy <laughs> go to Yeah. And so I don't think it's a false flag, but I do think it's one of those things that they will manipulate the message in order to convince people of a certain uh, crisis that doesn't exist. And then they will stand there and present a cure that is much worse than the disease.
0: Well, then on the other hand, we see the budget proposal from Joe Biden, where he's advocating for more social spending, a larger budget overall. He says he's trying to cut trillions of dollars in deficit and debts, which is not the case. He's just not spending as much during a COVID-19 relief period. But he's presenting all this stuff at a time when the dollar's on the way down right now. We've already capped out at our debt ceiling for the entire year. Inflation's still high, even with, what, seven different interest rate hikes we've seen from the Federal Reserve when are we going to get on track here and what type of BS are they trying to you know, claim to us when they're saying we're not in a recession, everything's going great with the economy, let's go ahead and spend more money?
1: Well, it's, you know, people are going to believe things until they, you know, until they have a reason not to. And the government will continue to push these, it's like the Declaration of Independence, man. They are destroying our life, liberty and prosperity. And they're going to continue to do that until the people either accept this as the way it always has been, which is true, or the people get to a place where they want to, you know, alter or abolish the government. Yeah. And we're, we're getting to that place. And so right now, as those who, you know, those who manage the government, and let's not, you know, exalt Joe Biden to the role of, of actual manager, but those who manage the government see that the people the people don't really put up a fight I mean the people might shake their fists on facebook or, or something like that but there's really no no resistance to to any of the any of the uh, regime's attempts to impoverish us so I don't know what you know what would encourage what would compel the 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 regime to stop doing what they're doing nothing would yeah. and so it's like uh, Montesquieu said you know Power will push limits until it feels something pushing back against it. And right now, they don't feel anything pushing back against them.
0: When was the last time, do you think, that we've actually pushed back against the government intrusion? I saw a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a spark during the COVID-19 pandemic when we started mandating vaccinations. And as soon as we started pushing back on that is when they're like, well, okay, you guys can go back to normal now. Start going to jobs and you don't have to. And then we started seeing the repealing of the vaccine but was that enough or was that already too far too gone during the pandemic but when was the last time we actually saw us really push back against the government and flat out tell them no uh
1: 1776 (laughs) i mean seriously we we've got so such a record it's like i tell people when i go and i give these speeches on the constitution that on the the tombstone of the constitution are going to be three words no state shall from the 14th amendment which completely turned the constitutional structure on its head and made the federal government dictate to the states instead of how it was intended, the states dictate to the federal government. So when did we push back? I I mean, I guess you can say, you know, 1861, but that got shut down. And so we, you know, chapter two of tyranny for dummies is get control of the education. If you, if you teach someone something as early as, you know, four or five years old, and continually teach them something until they're eighteen. They're going to believe that thing. And so, we've got generation now. You know, about five generations of people that have lived in a country where the curriculum in schools, if not completely mandated, is at least manipulated by federal educrats who are intent on keeping us stupid so that we might be pliable slaves. Yeah, and so. What, who's going to argue against it? Who's going to push back against something that they think is just, well, that's just how it is. Sometimes it's this way and sometimes it's that way. And, you know, this sort of ignorance
0: Just kind of been, go with it. Yeah. Joe, hold that thought. Yeah we, got, well, I mean, yeah, we got to take a hard break here. Hold that thought. I want to continue when we come back. It's Joe Wolverton with the com. We'll continue that when we come back here. Really interesting stuff. Stay right here it on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, ladies, welcome back into the program. Just a few minutes left here of the show as we wrap up another one for a midweek celebration. Interesting conversation we're having indeed. Joe Wolverton, the new American, the new American.com can see his pieces there. He's an attorney, author, conservative commentator. As we talk about the deep state, we talk about the agenda from the government deceiving the general public, which, Joe, you mentioned that you know the education system has been a focal point for them to try and dumb down, let people not understand what's going on, try to re-educate them into wanting more government. It's weird. We live in an information overload, an information wave state, where we have so much content thrown at us every day with newspapers and blogs and radio and tv and articles online and social media there's so you could find any information you want to anywhere in the world at any time at your fingertips but yet at the same time it almost seems like we have so many sheep out there just blindly following like you said not a big deal little angry at first, but really not going to do anything about it, just going to go with the flow because they tell me to, that it almost seems like in the information wave, we're going into another dark age with the lack of understanding about the real world right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's the truth. We have, you know, lots of information, but very little understanding. And I think that that, again, that's a a consequence of allowing the government to manipulate and manage education now for, gosh, 100 years. That we, we're we taught, you know, there's a, a famous uh, preacher, Welsh preacher, that was very influential on in the founding fathers named Richard Price. And he would say that, you know, the point of education is to enlarge your mind and to teach someone how to think, not what to think. But education today is meant to really contract your mind, to make it think in only one track, that only one way is the right way. That that way is historically proven. See, look at your history book. It's it's in the history books. It's true. It's it's the way. This is the way it's always been. This is the way it should be. And you're taught what to think, not how to think. And so when these issues come up, there's the the allowed, the permitted responses. We have been trained for so long that there is a limited spectrum of 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 you know, allowed responses. And so we we perform one of those sort of accepted um opposition, right? We we do whatever we're told we're allowed to do in opposition, but then when it comes down to it, we just have to accept whatever has happened as well, well that's the law, or oh well he's in charge, or you know, that sort of thing. And so when these when we have things that really irk us, that really strike us as wrong our reaction you know if he had Sam, can you imagine asking you know samuel adams to 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 register his firearm (laughs) they'd be they'd be registering you at the coroner's office yeah i mean there there's no but we just accept that as normal i wrote an article yesterday about how even conservatives accept as almost a good thing the the existence of concealed carry permits and i'm like permit we, we should not to ask our servant government for permission to arm ourselves defend ourselves which is a right that we inherit as inherit as children of god yeah. we shouldn't be asking their permission and then when they give it to us being ever so grateful that the crown permitted us you know to to carry a weapon it's like what are we doing but but we've come to accept that, right? We've come to accept it, and that's, you know, and it's not accidental, Andy. This is the government purposefully pushing a narrative that is that is pro-government, that is anti-resistance, right? They yeah. want to show that resistance. It, they, they don't even go as far as they resist; is futile. They say that resistance is un-American. Resistance, show, you know, resistance shows that you don't love your country, right. whereas there's nothing more American than resistance to power.
0: Well, resistance and yeah. questioning and fighting for our individual sovereignty. Yeah, there's not a single thing, and I ask this question all the time on the air. There's not a single thing out there right now on a daily basis that we're allowed to do that's not taxed regulated or you have to purchase a license or apply to it in order for you to actually get it from buying clothes to food to driving your car everything is regular there's not a single quote unquote actual freedom out there and we've allowed it because like you said the conditioning the training and the complacency of where we're at with not understanding how to actually take that power back joe we're out of time my friend i could talk to you about this forever it's a great conversation joe wolverton the new go and check yeah. it out joe let's do it again soon brother what do you say
1: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Anytime. Hey, love it. Appreciate it very much. All right, we're back at it again tomorrow. Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. We'll chat with him. What's going on in D.C., the TikTok ban, some other issues as well, and get his thoughts on that. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you on the radio.